Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in His grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me, and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode, and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, welcome to the Compared to Who show. I'm Heather Creekmore, and I am super glad you are listening today on the podcast because today we're going to get practical. Okay, friends. Oh, it's Christmas time. We've made it through Thanksgiving. Is anyone else feeling a little stressed? Okay, maybe just me, but I have a feeling it's not just me. Oh, all the things, right? All the parties all the delicious food, all the gifts to be wrapped, all the crazy, uh, just so much, so much. And so today my guest is going to help us get really practical and really tactical. Okay. So I'm married to Maureen. So tactics is something we talk about a lot. Maybe that's not familiar to you, but I feel like If you're going to be successful, and by successful, I don't mean like success in a worldly way. I mean, if you are going to handle December and keep your peace, you need some strategies. So today we're getting really tactical about how to protect your body image during the holiday season. And my guest is Casey Schuler. Casey, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So let me tell you a little bit about Casey. She's an author. She's a personal trainer and she's co-founder of the Joyful Health Collective. Her mission is to help women find lasting health by starting with grace and finding joy in movement. She lives with her husband and two daughters in Athens, Georgia. Casey, body image stuff. You know the world. You know the language (laughs) we're speaking. Why are you doing this? Tell us your story. So I grew up with a mom who's still as a personal trainer and fitness instructor. So I kind of grew up in that world. And my dad was in a retired military man. So, um, we were very go, 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 um, tactical, as you would say, practical, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. And it was great until probably high school. And I started kind of breaking down and feeling like, ah, this is, I can't keep, this is a lot you know, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress. Um, I ended up becoming a fitness instructor in college because that was just the natural thing to do. I loved exercising, but I, I also didn't have, you know, when you get to college, you have to start figuring things out on your own, like mm-hmm. what to eat, how to eat all of that. So I was starting to discover that. Um, and also I remember going through some church fasting things like the Daniel fast. And that kind of, um, started making me think about the connections between food and spirituality, for example. And then I had been taking thyroid medicine for a while, like since high school. And, um, I just, I just took it, um, because I, well, I had a few 
episodes of fainting. And so they didn't really discover the cause of that, but they did find out my thyroid levels were really low. So, so with all of those things together, um, I, I was really interested in health, I think, because I grew up with it. So my degree was in the health promotion and behavior, really fascinated with why people did the things they did, especially like, why would, why I do the things that I do and what's the psychology and the mindset behind that, especially when it becomes to health behavior. So, um, and the school of public health and thinking about like, how do we take care of people, but in a way that, um, that brings people into what they actually want and what they actually need in a way that's healthy. And then outside of college, I, I moved to Seattle when I got married, my husband went there for seminary, um, for a large church there, which I will remain unnamed because people <laughs> probably know about it by now. And he started working for a church there for that church there. And then I, um, started working for Starbucks corporate as, um, in their, in their wellness part. So I became a personal trainer at the Java gym. Um, and so some really like gung-ho people. So I was familiar with that, but then I also worked at the, another facility, another corporate place where, um, helped people connect like wellness with their lives because it was a lot different there. Um, people wanted to work and they wanted to go home, but then they also felt like they felt unhealthy. Um, but they also were, were tired because they had to work a lot and, you know, um, there just wasn't, um, time in the day to take care of themselves. And so along with that, I started doing seminary as well. It's, it was like a year long thing. So you could work and do seminary. And with that, I, I wrote a Bible study on body image because I just wanted to like, understand, you know, if this, and if God's invisible, but we're visible, how are we supposed to glorify him on earth? when we can't see him, <laughs> you know, like we can see everything around us and that's how we base our lives and our decisions and our, like, especially our health choices on. But if our, if our eternal health is unseen, then how can we make that connection? So the Bible study ended up becoming a book. That's when Amazon's, you know, <laughs> started doing the self-publishing things. It became um, a pretty cool outlet to to make that happen. And so I kind of continued with that question of if God is invisible, but he made everything that's visible, um, in this world that we see it, you know, how can we continue to connect with him? And so I started doing like, you know, in the, in the personal training world, people wanted, or what they said they wanted was weight loss. And so I started, you know, training people for weight loss, but then realizing, Oh, that really doesn't work. Like people, um, keep coming back because they're, you know, unhappy, even if they do, or they do not lose weight. And it doesn't seem to be the solution that we're actually looking for. Like what is the actual deeper need here? And so that got me into, you know, thinking deeper and about, um, about health than weight and what is actually seen in the, the deeper heart motivations. Um, so I started looking for those in some of my clients and um, also discovered intuitive eating at the time, which really set me free from my own thoughts about eating because I had done like elimination diets to help my thyroid because I was still so tired. And, and I started getting the mindset that some foods are good and some foods are bad. And that was just really unhealthy for me. And so, so yeah. And then I met Aubrey, who is the other half of Joyful Health, the Joyful Health Collective, and she's a, a dietitian. And so she does intuitive eating. And I was writing on intuitive movement at the time. I didn't even know that joyful movement was a principle of intuitive eating at the time, but that's <laughs> where the Lord is leading me. And so we connected and created the Joyful Health Collective um, in response to both of our stories of feeling like this is not working. 
God has another way. Um, our bodies actually can be trusted. And what does that look like for us to listen, to listen to those deeper heart motivations and also to trust that our bodies and the creation that he's made is good. Um, and to, to have eyes to see that. I love that. Just how you said, recognizing that the goal is weight loss, but the weight loss never fixed it. Well, and probably as I saw when I was doing a group fitness, it was the same people. I mean, I was at the same gym for almost 10 years and it was the same people and they were the same size when they started (laughs) and they finished. And I mean, it just, Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't the ultimate goal that I think that they thought it was going to be. And it was a goal that was elusive. And so, yeah, I love that you shared that. And I've been down the thyroid road too, you know, Hashimoto's, all the things, all the elimination diets. I get that too. And it's funny. I shared on an episode, I guess this summer, late this summer that, yeah, my Hashimoto's numbers were gone when I went to the doctor this summer. And this is probably, so it's probably been maybe two or three years. Yeah. Yeah that I haven't been trying to intentionally eat for my thyroid or avoid the thyroid bad foods. I was still avoiding gluten mostly, mm-hmm. but just the last like six months before that blood work, I had started having a little every once in a while because I didn't want to become, to have a reaction to it if I was exposed to it and my thyroid numbers are fine. So yeah. So I, I feel like I've kind of personally experienced what you're talking about in terms of that personal intuitive eating journey to, to a healthier spot. It's the holidays. I found with myself and with clients, I coach whenever we're stressed, we like go back to what we know, right? Like Mm -hmm. stressed, you like default to, Oh, calories thinking the way that I used to think about food and weight and stressing over all the things that I stressed over in my teens and twenties and thirties. Right. It's just, it all comes back under stress. Yeah. Can you help us, Casey? Help us. <laughs> what What are some things that we can do? And you start start wherever you want to, because I know you've got an extensive repertoire of some different strategies. But where do we start? Is there is there a good starting place for us as we just think about keeping our peace uh, with our body image during the holidays? Yeah, that's a good point. When you are stressed, you go back to what's familiar. As Christians, it's super important to do um, what you want to be familiar. <laughs> mm. um, and that when I say that to practice prayer and to practice journaling and to practice meditation and verse memory, so that becomes familiar, especially in times of stress. I think about my daughter who just had some fire drills and it's like, how often is there actually a fire? <laughs> Not <laughs> right. often, but they will know what to do because they've practiced. They've practiced a lot. And so I think when, especially in those times of stress and we, we don't have time to think, I think, you know, part of our upper brain is kind of shut off at the time and we live more in our lower brain and we do what is natural and like, what is our instinct to do? And so if we practice, for example, whenever we are feeling worried If you do go back to those, like you said, familiar habits of like eating, I don't know what sounds familiar and comforting when you're younger. For some people, it's like a bowl of cereal or honey buns or something that Mm -hmm. might seem in diet language to be unhealthy and and bad. Really, it's the Lord doesn't look at that stuff. He looks at our heart. And so really in times of stress, how can we come back 
home to the Lord in a sense. And I think the the first thing, I think we need to see like what helps us come back to the Lord. Um, for me, I know it's journaling. So writing something down on paper, writing, especially your worries down on paper, because then you're separating those thoughts from who you are and you're able to see that in black and white to be able to write down everything. And we really love, I say we, because we have a body blessings journal that we, (laughs) that's formatted like this. So on the left side, you write what you are worried about. And then the right side, you write God's response. So not, you're not just dumping, you are receiving I love that. And so in stress, we feel like we're just like shriveled up and we're like, we, our bodies literally take like that fetal position. (laughs) And like, sometimes our hips are really, um, especially in times of stress, like our hips can feel tight because we're, we, we want to curl up in that position of safety. And so to be able to like, tell God what you need and be able to listen. Um, and that's where breathing comes into. So journal, and then write down in the identity verse, like with body image, body image is the perception of, of who you are, um, essentially. And our body is just like, <laughs> is, um, we are transformed from the inside out. So we can transform our body image from, from meditating on scripture, for example, like that is our, our deepest part um, of our body. And so like, for example, I have like three example identity verses, first Corinthians twelve twenty seven. Now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of that. You can say that over yourself when you're feeling alone, um, especially during the holidays, you can feel alone during COVID times. I mean, there's a lot, we've been through a lot of hard stuff. The enemy makes us feel alone in each of our hard situations, but God is saying you are the body of Christ and each of you is a part of it. You're not alone. You are made to be together. You're made to be a part of this body. Oh, hey there. It's the holiday season. I'm so glad you're listening to the Compare Do Show. I wanted to let you know I have a brand new reading plan out on the YouVersion app on your phone. Grab the app if you don't have the Bible app from YouVersion yet and search for Comparison Free Christmas. Download it now. I think you will love it. Also, if you're Christmas shopping, the burden of better And compared to who make excellent gifts for any woman in your life, you know, is struggling with comparison or body image issues. Check them out. I'm wishing you a comparison free and body image stress free Christmas season. Second Corinthians 517. When you feel like a failure and you're like, I can't shop for all these things. I can't make the perfect table arrangement or whatever it is. Like you're feeling like a failure. You can say over yourself, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, so that's you not presenting yourself, but you going to Christ, like you are in Christ, you are now a new creation. Old things have passed away. Those stresses off because that's not what God looks at. Behold, all things have become new. Um, and number three, John 1 12 says, but to all who believed and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. So you are not a slave to the rules of this world. You're not a slave to the rules of what's good and what's bad to eat or how much to eat or what someone's looking at, how someone's looking at you when you are eating or exercising rules. I mean, none of that, that that's not written in scripture. <laughs> um, you are now a child of God with a good father, being able to hold on to that scripture and to be able to exhale through it. Like what sticks out to you in that scripture? And then I love to like exhale through it three times because the long, if you make your exhale longer than your inhale, then it tells your body you're relaxed. So that is like a just really simple way to immediately relax. Another way is to go outside. 
um, going outside immediately regulates your parasympathetic nervous system. And the fact that we all go to like this default mode in our brain and we think about ourselves a lot. Um, and so going outside literally gets you outside of yourself a little bit. So <laughs> if you can journal outside, if you can breathe outside, exhale longer than your inhale. All my listeners in Canada are like, it's December. <laughs> well, there's, you know, what is, what is that? Is it either in Sweden or Norway? That's like, there's no bad weather. There's only bad gear. So <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. That's perfect. I can't talk though. I live in Georgia. So I, you know, here, like you. here in Austin, <laughs> you know, it might get to 50, <laughs> but, but, but wait, let's, let's, let's just pause there for a second because mm-hmm. I don't want everyone to miss what you said. And I'm going to wrap it in a different bow. I use my little Christmas analogy, <laughs> but you talked about these rules and these regulations about what I should eat, how much I should eat, how much I should exercise. These are not the Bible's rules. These mm. are self-inflicted wounds that we put on ourselves from following the rules of Glamour Magazine and whomever Oprah's guest was on her network, like absorbed these rules from our culture. Mm-hmm. And I think especially at the holidays when we're stressed, when these rules come back, it just adds this extra weight. And so I loved your suggestion about breathing. My friend, Erin Carey, integrative nutrition specialist, we have a, a course that we do together called Refocus 21. And she talks about how just like, we don't breathe enough and we don't digest enough and, you know, the breathing digestion connection. So, so friends, if you're listening today, you're driving in your car. Okay. You're just going to take a big inhale. You know, we fitness instructors, we know that inhale, inhale up, right. Exhale down Mm -hmm. (laughs) the final stretch. Right. But I just want you to take a big inhale and then Casey, what we have to exhale just a little longer than we inhale. Is that how we do it? Yeah. If you want to count, um, if you want to measure that inhale, you can do like inhale for four, exhale for five, and then you can make it a little bit longer Inhale for five, exhale for seven. Love that. Do that while you're driving. And I want you to think about the reality that all these rules about like, oh, I didn't get to spin class tonight because I was busy, you know, picking up last minute things at the grocery store and, and you feel guilty for that. Or I didn't mm-hmm. get my, my jog in today, or I ate what they served at the Christmas lunch. And I don't normally eat that kind of food. Listen, all of those rules are self-imposed rules rules. <laughs> they are not God's rules. You are free. You didn't do anything bad. <laughs> like the, the code you may have broken today was your own code, not God's code. So just feel released in that. And I think because we talk about the holidays with like a sigh and exasperation mm-hmm. and the holidays are supposed to be holy days. Mm-hmm. And I don't think God intended us to be stressed and thinking about ourselves constantly during these holy days. Right. <laughs> And Christmas especially should be, I don't like saying the word should, but in order for God to come into the world, there was no room for him. And we need to make room. Mm -hmm. And if we are stuffed with stress and the things that we need to do, Mm -hmm. then we're we're not going to make room for him. And we're going to be focused on ourselves. And we know that gets us to unhealthy places, especially, yeah, like 
the body image stuff, thinking about what our body looks like on the inside versus how much room our heart has on the inside. And that definitely makes an impact, not just on yourself for how you can enjoy the holidays, but around others too, (laughs) especially with our family, what our mood is like, we can kind of set the mood with, with our mood. And I know that I'm guilty of that. And so I need to kind of wake up to like the, the celebration and the surrender and the receiving that Christmas gives us. Um, and we can't do that if we're like, yeah, paying attention to all the things that we're, we think we should be doing. So like, how much can we let go? (laughs) What can we let go of this season? (laughs) And you know, it can start with our breath. (laughs) Right. And I love that. And, you know, I'm just thinking as you're talking from personal experience, in some ways it's easy for me to let go of like, oh, I was going to bake that extra dessert, or I was going to, you know, make something homemade to take to the Christmas party, but I can like pick up some fruit and cheese or whatever. I can let go of that stuff, Mm. but the body stuff, as I think about Christmas past, my concern would be, uh uh-oh, if I eat this way for the next couple of weeks, then when we get our picture taken on Christmas Eve, I'm not going to like how I look in that picture. Those kind of super extra pressures. I wanted to just kind of speak that out loud because I know someone listening today, I know your brain's working that way too, putting mm-hmm. that extra stress on you and thinking about or making that decision. Like I just won't be any of, in any of the pictures. <laughs> this Mm. Christmas, right? Because I can't do it all. And it's like, no, that is not what is valuable about you. Mm. And as your family looks at you, just to Casey's point with, you know, making room as your family views you this Christmas, that's not what they're looking at. That's not what is lovable about you. That is not what has worth about you. So, so take that pressure off. Yeah, absolutely. What's important about pictures when you look back on them, because we always point out ourselves, but no one is... (laughs) Right. No one looks straight here or no one is this critical. Oh, we created this memory. And that's, that's the point of a picture is to capture the memory together. And if you're too focused on yourself, you you can't mindfully be with other people. And so, and I think part of taking care of yourself during the holidays is a huge part of, of that connection as how are you connecting with your own body? Because if you're, if you're not eating enough, or if you're not nourishing yourself well, if you're not moving your body, moving that stress out, then you're going to be thinking about yourself because you're in that survival mode. You don't have what you physically need. (laughs) And so as like, how can we, we can't make connections with others. If we don't like have that connection with ourselves, being able to enjoy food for what it is and not overstuffing ourselves. Cause we don't think we're going to get enough because we have to diet and come January or whatever that uh-huh. is like that's, you know, <laughs> that scarcity mindset and how like, yeah, what is valuable here? What is the bigger picture? What do I want to capture? Like, what is that memory we want to capture with, with our families? Um, how do we want to enjoy God? Because he is the whole point of Christmas is Emmanuel. God with us. This is, this is the good news. And so how can we let God be with us? And part of that too. Yeah. It's like, is enjoying the food in front of us, enjoying how it tastes, like the texture, the color, being able to broaden our understanding of what food is outside of calories, (laughs) because it's like the smallest thing about food. Mm -hmm. Um, it's nourishment. And so being able to like really enjoy it and how does it feel in your mouth and how does it make you feel in your stomach? And then Oh, like if you are eating and it doesn't taste as good anymore. Oh, okay. I've enjoyed it. And now I'm done enjoying that. And you know, how can we enjoy going outside with people and, and letting that be our joyful movement and not having to like turn on our fitness tracker when we go on a walk with our family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gotta get credit. 
Got to get credit. Oh man. You know, <laughs> I didn't really walk. Unless, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Okay. So we've got more. So, okay. So let's just recap okay. as we, as we end the first part of this tactical ways to preserve your body image this December. Okay. Tactic one was you better be in the word. You better be praying, journaling. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying that was a little bit of pressure because this is the most important thing about this holiday season to keep your peace. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Casey said, have your uh, habits, (laughs) your spiritual habits in line. Number two, we talked about breathing. We talked Mm -hmm. about going outside. And then we talked about, oh, enjoying your food, tasting your food. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoying the moment. Yeah. Connecting with your body in that moment. And so you can connect with others. Being there, being there. Okay. Yep. That's awesome. If you want to hear more, you're going to have to listen to the next episode. I'm so glad you chose to listen to the Compared to Who show today. Don't forget to listen on Friday to hear the second part of this great interview with Casey on tactical and practical ways that you can keep your body image peace this Christmas season. I hope something in today's episode has helped you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.